high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Justin Higginbottom. This is your news for Wednesday, December 7th. The Grand County Commission discussed an ordinance yesterday to prohibit aircrafts from taking off and landing outside of approved areas. The county has become increasingly popular for backcountry piloting of all kinds, spurred by social media. Small fixed-wing aircraft make use of the dozens of old airstrips left over from mining. We went for a backcountry flight earlier this year to learn more about the growing hobby. So all these orange dots are runways around us. But we're probably going to go um, either the Mineral or Horseshoe. That was local pilot Gary Hilly flying his two-seat Super Cub. The county claims it has received an increase in noise complaints related to aircraft. That includes helicopters and motorized paragliders. At that county commission meeting, a number of pilots expressed their concern over the ordinance. Some worried about its broad language. Others wanted to see the data regarding noise complaints. Jared Esselman is the director of aeronautics for the state of Utah. My office is charged with establishing rules regarding the use, licensing, and supervision of airports, as well as the minimum standards for aircraft, pilots, and airports. Um, that said, we hadn't been contacted about this proposal at all. This, we, we had to hear it through the grapevine. This kind of blindsided us. In that meeting, Commissioner Mary McGann made a major clarification, explaining that the ordinance will not impact use of historic backcountry airstrips. I wanted people to be, be very clear that this is not limiting your ability to fly in the backcountry and land on already established airstrips. She said the ordinance is meant to set up a framework for future regulation. But Roy Evans, president of the Utah Backcountry Pilots Association, questions whether the county can legally regulate federal lands. Whether or not the county can impose legislation and enact and enforce laws on lands that they don't manage is a great question. Evans says there is a history of the county commission being hostile to aviators. The county commission doesn't seem to like aviation as a whole. Many years ago, they enacted legislation that prohibits private landowners from, you know, creating an airstrip or operating their own private aircraft on their property. But Evans says this could be an opportunity to open up dialogue between local government and the aviation community. Here's Commissioner Sarah Stock at that meeting. I think getting more information out there is the right thing to do. But I also think that we need to take action on this issue and do it before it's too late. As you can see, user groups tend to breed more entitlement about their right to use the space the longer they go on. And... I am supportive of moving moving forward and trying to figure this out. And I think the solution should involve limiting some people's recreational freedom. The commission agreed to postpone the ordinance until they've had more time to talk with the BLM and various interest groups in the county. Dozens of students at Fort Lewis College in Durango, Colorado, are creating awareness of missing and murdered indigenous relatives with an exhibition presented by the Center of Southwest Studies. For Rocky Mountain Community Radio, KSUT's Sarah Flower has more. It was standing room only at the McPherson Chapel at Fort Lewis College as students, faculty, staff, and community members celebrated the student-led exhibition, The Stories We Wear. Lauren Baldwin is from the Unipec tribe from northwest Alaska. 
and a senior at the college. For her contribution to the exhibit, Baldwin printed images on fabric of two relatives who she lost recently to violence. And these images are sewn onto a traditional Alaskan Native regalia. I decided to do my cousins, um, Ashley Johnson Barr and Kristen Marie Huntington Ballot, who both passed away uh, within the last few years. Uh, my cousin Ashley was extremely young when she died and I just really wanted to do something to honor her. According to the Bureau of Indian Affairs, American Indian and Alaskan Native people are at a disproportionate risk of experiencing violence, murder, or going missing. Baldwin says most of her peers have been affected by this issue. But as the exhibit was coming together, some indigenous students at the college were reluctant to contribute their stories for fear of overshadowing someone else's experience. People are affected in one way or another, whether they realize it or not. A lot of people that didn't want to maybe contribute to this piece because they were afraid that they were taking away from others that were maybe affected more. But, I mean, everybody knew somebody that went missing. 31 Fort Lewis College students contributed to this exhibit, which will be on display at the chapel for the rest of the week. The Center of Southwest Studies is looking for more opportunities to display this exhibition. For KSUT, I'm Sarah Flower. Eight big game animals were killed and left to rot in San Miguel County in Colorado over the past month. For Rocky Mountain Community Radio, KOTO's Julia Caulfield has more. Colorado Parks and Wildlife is investigating a number of poaching incidents in San Miguel County. Poaching occurs when uh, people kill uh, an animal either out of season, not in the unit they have a license for, um, or killing an animal and not uh, taking the meat. That's John Livingston, public information officer for Colorado Parks and Wildlife. In this these instances, um, these animals were all shot and left there to die, um, which uh, is a pretty egregious violation of Colorado's law surrounding hunting and fishing. According to Livingston, the poaching took place in Game Management Unit 70 between October 30th and November 15th. In total, eight animals were found killed, a mix of deer and elk. We had uh, three incidents on October 30th in Dry Creek Basin, uh, where uh, a small buck had been shot, and then we found another small buck that would have been shot less than a mile away. Um, you know, in uh, another incident in that same Dry Creek Basin, again on November 6th, of another mule buck that had been shot and left there uh, in Dry Creek Basin. And then again, while we were investigating that case on November 6th, we got the call from hunters about two bull elk that had been shot and left in the Dan Noble State Wildlife Area, about 14 miles southwest of Norwood. And I again got another call on November 17th about another spike bull and uh, a cow elk uh, as well, uh, two cow elk that had been shot and left there. Livingston notes the cases are still under investigation and CPW has not determined if they are connected. Poaching a big game animal in Colorado is a felony. Conviction could include fines and jail time. In addition to being illegal, Livingston adds poaching robs the public from what makes Colorado special, 
its natural resources and wildlife. You know, everybody holds um, you know different wildlife values, uh, but you know, here in Colorado, it's part of what makes living here and recreating here so special is, is being surrounded by these animals. But not only that, it you know robs from legitimate sports uh, persons. You know, um, you know, hunter dollars go toward a lot of wildlife conservation, and uh, hunters are, are as concerned about these kind of cases. He notes it was hunters who called in the initial reports of poaching. Uh, you know, for hunters, uh, you know, they're as concerned about it as we are and want to, you know, really get to the bottom of this and, and find ways to stop this, especially, you know, when you're seeing an animal killed, uh, you know, from somebody who's just uh, maybe a little bloodthirsty out there and, and, you know, not harvesting that meat. That's something that hunters, you know, really um, hold in high regard as being able to use that animal and take every edible portion of that and, and put it to use. And when you see something like that, that just doesn't rise to the level of the ethics that, that hunters CPW is looking for information from the public on the poaching incidents. Individuals can provide information anonymously by contacting Operation Game Thief at game.thief at state.co.us. For KOTO and Rocky Mountain Community Radio, I'm Julia Caulfield. Those stories from KSUT and KOTO were shared with us via Rocky Mountain Community Radio, a network of public media stations in Colorado, Wyoming, Utah, and New Mexico, including KZMU. And that's the KZMU News for Wednesday, December 7th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.